Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. Here we are. Hey. a great show. Heck yeah. We're excited, as always, you know. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, all the advice you hear out there. Um, I know we're all bombarded with marketing from everyone. You get it in the mail. You see it on TV. You see it all over Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever. Um, All the advice you're getting about real estate and the best ways to do it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) some of it's really good and, uh, well, some of it's really not that great. And then, you know, depending on your angle, it could all be good, I guess. Yeah. Although trying to implement all of the different strategies would be pretty difficult, you know? (sighs) Um, so we just want to talk about that, you know, which let's, we're going to, of course, this is all our opinion, but what out there is, is good advice, bad advice in our opinion, uh, what's just plain wrong and, and, uh, you know, where they can kind of fit in your, in your strategy. Yeah. And like, like I said, you know, some of these could potentially be good if they were coupled with a bunch of other things, but kind of standalone, they, they suck. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, this is our opinion, but, um, well, well, we're right. Obviously. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's what I was going to say, we were, oh, I'm sorry. You're here listening to us cause you value our opinion. We hope, but Hey, if you disagree with us, you know, um, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Leave us a comment. Tell yeah. us how we're wrong. Yeah. yeah. We would love that. Do it. Uh, so first of all, we're going to go through and list a couple of those. I'm sure. I mean, we can only list a few. I'm sure we're going to miss a bunch. Um, but yeah, let's go through. Fact, why don't we just have like, if whatever we miss, yeah. you guys can just put them in the comments, right? You guys can just put them on our, on our deal and just, just say, Hey, you miss a whole bunch of stuff. Here they are. Cause we're obviously not going to cover all of them. No. And we would absolutely love to share our opinion on anything we miss. So please feel free to let us know. Um, so first off, you should absolutely handle property management yourself. Um, except why would you want to do that? That sucks. <laughs> Uh, except for everyone who says you shouldn't, right? Um, so, or unless you're just made to be a property manager, because some people just yeah, I, yeah, you know, there are a few people out there that I've met that are genuinely excited about property management. Now, I think they have an illness, but <laughs> that's okay because we need folks and, who and there's are, a program for that, right? Yeah. yeah, we need people who are sick in that way to help the rest of us who are don't share that illness, right? <laughs> Uh, not how I was going to say it, but couldn't agree more. So, uh, yeah, handling property management yourself is, uh, not my idea of a good time and it limits you. We've talked about this before, you know, so you obviously can't have hundreds of properties if you're managing them all yourself, unless you're a full-time property manager that takes a ton of time. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to point out the fallacy in that because you, so this could be either way because a lot of people who are taught that you got to buy properties in your area and then, and then you've got to manage them yourself because no one's going to do it as good as you. That's, that's, that's not inherently wrong because somebody may not do it as good as you, but yeah. hmm. I would just, I would ask a follow-up question to that, which is, 
what is the purpose of buying the property in to begin with? I mean, why are we doing it? Is it so that we can manage properties or is it so that we can ultimately have our money working for us and we don't have to work for the money? Because if that's the case, then getting yourself into a perpetual management contract where you can never leave town uh, is a stupid idea because you can, you can never ever actually enjoy what you set out to accomplish in the first place, which is freedom. Because you're never free if you're the manager. Well said. Exactly. Okay. Um, another one is you should avoid flipping at all costs. Um, anyone who's been following us very long or reading our blog knows that we do not tell people to flip properties. It's not our thing, but it's true that you can make money flipping, right, Ron? Yes. You can make a lot of money flipping. As a matter of fact, I know a lot of people who make, you know, uh, very, very good money. Um, flipping real estate. Incidentally, uh, I think that where a lot of people, um, where a lot of people say you should never flip real estate, what they're trying, really what they're trying to say is buy my properties because I make money selling you the properties and you shouldn't do this flipping thing over here. Because I already really flipped trying them. To say right. is that flipping isn't investing and over here, this isn't investing if you buy them to hold and that that's true. So there's there's a piece of truth in there and then there's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, the biggest truth here to me is that flipping is a job. I mean, if you're wanting to find a job to make great money, um, there's, like you said, there's tons of people that flip properties and sell them for a huge profit that do really well. But you better treat it like your job and your business. Um, and like you said, it's not investing, because investing right. should be passive income and flipping is most definitely not passive in any way, shape or form, right? It is not. It is not. So. It can become more so if you own the company and you build it like a business, which we've talked about in the past, um, then it yeah. can be more so, but you still have to have an active role in that to make it work. Um, you can right. have less of a role, but you still have to have a role. Um, but the smart people who, who flip real estate they start buying portfolios of rental properties of some sort and they do it all the time, right? I mean, that's, that's what they do. Um, smart people anyway. Flipping on the side to make some extra money. I don't think, I mean, if there's somebody out there who's doing that successfully while, while having a full-time job or retired or whatever, I'd love to hear about it. But I think most people have a really hard time doing that. So yeah, in the five hours a week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just do all. it like three or four hours a week on yeah, the weekend. No, you know, big no big deal. No, no big deal. Everybody does that. Yeah. The As contractors, they do what they say they're going to do. So I don't even have to manage them. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. No. No, you can go work your uh, 40 to 60 hour job. And then just in like five hours a week, you can flip m multiple houses a month. It's no uh, big deal. Oh yeah. No problem at all. So easy. Yeah. Anyone out there doing that? I'd, yeah. We want to have you on and talk to you. So let us know. <laughs> okay. Another one we've heard uh, the best way to get funding uh, is through hard money lenders, um, which, you know, is great. And it actually, we know lots of people flipping houses that use hard money lenders, um, but it's not what you want to do if you're investing in real estate. So, yeah, right. we've actually had people call and ask if they could use, if we had any hard money lenders, uh, for rental properties. Yeah. And here we have a person who fundamentally doesn't understand hard money at all. 
and um, the downsides to it. Um, I've used it, still use it. Uh, I use hard money sometimes to buy properties. Um, it's easy. It is definitely not cheap and it is not long-term. So, uh, nope. I, I don't know <laughs> how people misunderstood that, but that's not what it's used for. In addition to that, I would tell you that if you're going to use hard money, you better for sure know what you're doing with it because they call it hard money for a reason. Okay. It's, it's, it's not quite Godfather type money, but it's, it's close, right? It's not usury and it's not, you know, illegal and people won't break your legs. I don't think, um, never, never it had depends who you're lending from, I guess. But. I guess it depends on the company. I don't know, but, yeah. um, but they call it hard money for a reason. It's, it's, man, it's expensive. So you better know what you're doing before you use it. Um, right. There has maybe, to be enough profit. Maybe do a show on hard money, Angela. Let's do a show on hard sure, money. Yeah. You guys, okay. you want a show on hard money? Let us know. Okay. I know a bunch Sounds of hard good. money guys. All right, another one uh, we always hear in in investments and in re, um, you know in in regular uh, real estate buying for yourself is location, location, location. That's the number one rule of real estate that goes back way before me. So. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm calling um, BS on that one. It's not the one, it, it is the number one rule in real estate, but it shouldn't be, it should be number two. And what's Angela, number one? what is the number one rule in real estate? Uh, cash flow. Cash flow, baby. Number one rule in real Money. estate. Money. <laughs> Unbreakable rule in real estate is cash flow because if your property doesn't cash flow, then it is technically not an investment. Yep. <laughs> yes, because it takes money out of your pocket and puts it into someone else's pocket. And that is the exact opposite. Well, it's an investment for the other person, I guess. So <laughs> technically, you're just feeling charitable. Yeah. Technically, it would be an investment, Angela. <laughs> uh, not the kind of investment I like to make, but you know, sure. Yeah. And then at least you have that good location to comfort you when you're paying all that money to somebody else. So <laughs> like all, like everybody did because Phoenix is a great place. I love visiting Phoenix. There's a not lot right now though. Really not good, right now. No. Really good. Not right now because it's hot, but, but it's really cool. Love Scottsdale. It's a great area out there, but I got bet good you food. Yep. that that awesome location back in 2008 I bet everybody didn't care that it was an awesome location when everything fell apart and they all lost yeah. money because they didn't, they broke the unbreakable rule. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can have the greatest, you can have the greatest location in the, on the planet, but if, if you can't make any money, what difference does it make? How in the world that got to be the number one rule in real estate? I don't know. Uh, it probably benefits realtors who want to sell properties in a location that doesn't cash flow. But other than that, I don't know. <laughs> so, location, location, location. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ron, what's this next one? <laughs> well, it's this whole thing we've been talking about forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Work, 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 work. Lions and, and sheep and all that. any problem that you have, all you have to do is just work. That's it. Just work. Work like a dog for and the future. If, if for whatever reason you're not making it, then you're just not working hard enough. That's the reality, right? You're just not working hard enough, which is complete BS. Uh, yes. It very well could be and probably is that you're working uh, really messed up. If, I mean, whatever it is you're doing, if you continually work harder and it still doesn't work, 
um, maybe you're doing it wrong. I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe you're doing it wrong. I don't know. Yeah. There's your a fine line there. State, yeah. Know? I mean, getting something off the ground, we talked about this. You do have to work really hard to get something started, especially a new business or whatever. Um, but if that's going on for years and years and years and you're killing yourself uh, so that you can have a great life in the future, you're probably setting it up wrong, like Ron said. And we've talked about that in previous episodes, um, ways to mit- mitigate that and um, you know avoid killing yourself. So. Angela, Amen. I may be distracted just for a second. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've got, I don't know if we've talked about my pool project on this podcast. Oh, are they out there working on it? Hmm. I finally got approval for my pergola, which what? if you guys, if we haven't talked about this on the show. We haven't, no. As an aside, <laughs> I've had a pool project going on now since April of not this year, last year at my house. And I finally got passed through my ridiculous DRB in my uh, HOA out here. I got it passed and lo and behold, I'm, I'm not kidding. Somebody's out there working right now. I'm pretty excited about this it. This is a big moment for you. Congratulations. Huge. I wouldn't have shared it with everybody if it weren't so big. It well, is huge. I'm, I'm, I'm no wonder you're so happy today. Two years and that is a yeah. massive deal for me. So, okay. Sorry. All right. Oh, Ron. Woo. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So another one we always hear is, um, is that you need to get education, which is true. We have no problem with education. Education is great and it is necessary and you should always be educating yourself. But, yes. uh, I mean, that's the little piece of it that's true. And you know, when people are trying to sell you something, there's always, there's always a piece of truth in there. Uh, but when they tell you, you need to pay six figures for coaching <laughs> from, from, from uh, let me let's, a timeout. Cause, cause I pay a okay. lot of money for masterminds and for coaches and for, I mean, I, I pay easy six figures a year for that stuff. Right. But what I, but we need, there's to, a difference here. There's a difference between the traveling circus show guys, right. That, you know, pretty much all they do is just traveling circus around the country and they sell, massive coaching programs and you never talk to that human like who whoever the coaching program is you don't get to talk to that guy there's some face on it right that's selling it but you don't ever you don't ever see that guy no yeah i mean probably shouldn't buy from those guys is what i'm saying go go find somebody who's actually doing it and if you're going to do whatever it is find somebody in your local market that's doing and pay them um find the best coach in your local market have them show you how to do it Right. And if you want to put together, let's say you wanted to do a a wholesaling deal like uh, like Larry, like Larry was on the show a little while ago and you wanted to do it outside of your local market and you wanted to you wanted to grow outside of your local market. Well, you find somebody like Larry who actually does that, who does it in multiple different areas, who's actually doing the business. And that's what he enjoys doing. And oh, by the way, I've got a coaching deal over here, too. Not massive coaching company that has sales floors that are, you know, yeah, hundreds no. of people deep to sell coaching programs. And then the actual coaching department is a bunch of college kids who've never flipped a house in their life. No, I would say, Ron, that, I, and you know, you might not, everyone might not agree with this, but what I would say is if you're seeing the coaching company on TV and constantly bombarding you with ads on Facebook or wherever, uh, that's probably not the coach you want. You should actually have to look for the coach in your specific 
area um, and seek them out and ask them to coach you. The people who are constantly bombarding you and trying to sell you something are not the best, uh, you know, guide and coach. That's usually I mean, a huge if, company that has marketing dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, if you've, if you've shown up at your local RIA and the, your local RIA has vetted somebody who's come in there and, and actually has a, a solid, legit coaching program, go for it, right? They've already vetted those people, then, you know, that's great. But the traveling circus show that comes to town and um, just generally speaking, not (laughs) yeah yeah they're not who you want no i've been to a couple of those uh initial meetings where they try to sell you into something and man you can feel the uh used car feeling you know sales guy feeling in there so run from that (laughs) right uh anyway so that leads us right to another thing um i mean this isn't you know something you hear that's wrong all the time but there's so much hype out there um, that, you know, the newscasters and people on TV get into and people on social media. And it's so easy to get caught up in that and just, yeah, be one of the team and get hyped up about whatever it is people are talking about in that moment. Um, but you really got to step back and use some logic and think about, you know, is this actually a smart thing to do? Is this, I mean, it's, back it's in, like, it's like go going ahead. to an auction, Angela. Yeah. It's like going to an auction, right? Or worse yet, if you're a gambler, it's it's like going to Vegas and you you know, everybody around you is winning. So you just decide that you should be winning too, and you keep doubling down on your money and you just keep losing. Um or it's like yeah. an auction where you go there and you get caught up in the hype, and before you know it, you've paid fifteen, twenty thousand, hundred thousand dollars more than you were prepared to spend just because if everybody else thinks it's a good deal. Oh my gosh, uh, that's got to be the best deal ever. And I'm missing something because these guys are all bidding on it. When- okay, that's such a good example, Ron, because it just makes me think of, and this is probably aging me, but I was pretty into eBay auctions uh, back in the day on like designer clothes. Oh yeah, you're so old. I know, so I know. Old. But uh, oh my gosh, have you ever done that, Ron? You like, you know, there's no. a good deal on something. You put you put down a bid and then people outbid you and and I get competitive, you know, I'm like, and it's easy to do that in an auction. You're like, I'm going to win this, but you eBay end up never, losing. <laughs> eBay never actually appealed to me, Angela, because you oh. have to sit there and watch the stupid thing. And It sends um, you notifications, Ron. Because of my ADD self, uh, I couldn't do that. So okay. I would put in well, a bid and always get beat. And so I just never did it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But getting competitive on outbidding someone is is a terrible idea. So I have done that at church fundraisers for the youth program though, where I have spent uh, north of $300 on a baked good. Um, so, okay. Well, just that's because pretty bad. I needed to win. So yes, Hopefully I it was for a good cause at least, right? There was a lot of hype around that chocolate cake. Okay. Nice job. <laughs> Yeah, that's worse than mine, man. Okay, anyway, so you got to watch out for that hype. Um, another thing we always talk about really fast on hype is um, sometimes by the time everyone's excited about something, it's no longer a good idea, right? Generally. Generally, Generally. yeah. Okay, so we use gold as an example. By the time you see gold on TV and people you know, selling it and telling you about how they got rich investing in gold, you have missed your shot. Uh, same thing with real estate. Real estate was so hot right before the crash, um, but by then it was too late to invest for appreciation. So, yep. 
just, just last note on that. So there's tons of advice out there. Um, and, and, you know, some of it you can use, um, but you know, watch out for the hype. So hey, if you've been waiting for the, for the stock market to do really well, now is your opportunity. That's what you're saying, right, Angela? Wait for it to really show. Yeah, that now that it's like at the top, go yeah, for it. Then you buy because obviously it's, it's doing gonna, super well. It's doing really well. So that's when you buy and then it'll obviously keep going up forever. It makes so, so much sense. No problem. Okay. <laughs> all right. So there's all these different approaches out there. Um, and our, you know, like we said, some of them, you know, they can be bad advice if you use them in the wrong way, but they also can make you money, right? You just got to be smart about it. Um, but you need to really focus on one approach. You can't just decide you're going to do all this stuff. If you're trying to manage all your properties and flip and invest for, you know, um, cash flow, uh, and all these different things, you know, education, if you're doing these all at the same time, you're going to, you're going to have a really hard time and you're going to be working yourself to death. So, yes. um, and in addition to that focus, yeah, you're not going to, you're just not going to, uh, it, <laughs> You're going to do crappy at a whole bunch of things or marginally mm -hmm. at a whole bunch of things. Yep. What's wrong? It's what's wrong? Swanson say, what's wrong? Swanson say, which thing? Never, never half ass anything. Whole ass one thing. <laughs> yes. I love that. Ron that, Swanson's the best. Yes. Ron Swanson's the best. He's hilarious. It's very accurate. So yeah. you, you know, got a whole ass do. this. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah, you guys know our approach. Uh, we are whole assing, um, you know, turnkey investments, investing in long term hold for cash flow. Um, and so you got to pick one approach and stick with it as long as it takes to be successful at that thing. Um, you can't just, with, you know, within reason going. and get some help. If you if, if something's not going right, then get some help. Right. So that you, so that you can understand what you're doing wrong. Because right. the reality of the situation is if, if there's a bunch of people who are doing it and it's working and you're doing it and it's not working, you're doing something wrong. It's right. not that they're more special than you. So if you've picked a field where people have success and you can't make it happen for whatever reason, go figure out what you're doing wrong instead of switching all the time. Yes. Because if you're, if, you're, if you're like me and if you're like Angela where we have really high quick starts, we love starting things. We love starting things. We don't Man. necessarily dig finishing things, <laughs> but we love starting things. And if you're like that, it takes a lot of discipline to stay in your lane because every single shiny object, right? I feel like a bass sometimes. I'm out there, there's all these lures and I want to bite every one of them. Dude, yeah. We want to start a new business every week, but uh, our current business would die and we would not be successful at any of them. So yeah, so please. You got uh, to rein yourself in. Please listen to us when we tell you it's not, not a good idea to do a million different things. No, definitely not. And if you ch chose um, or whatever field or whatever you know, area you choose, um, there's a learning curve associated with it. Um, and obviously don't go out and pay six figures for a huge traveling circus coaching. But like we talked about, um, you got to figure out what you're you know, what the learning curve looks like, what you're missing. The best way to do that is to find someone who's already successful at that in your local market or, or in whatever, you know, genre you're working in and, uh, and listen to them, find out what they're doing, see what they're doing to be successful. And, um, you know, copying that is the best way to get started. Yeah. And, it, and then look, you can improve not, on it. I'm not saying don't pay those people. 
because their time is valuable. So, I mean, you should pay for that. There's nothing wrong with that because it, it lim- it takes that curve and it's, and it smashes it. Right. So it's not as big of a, of a, of a hill to climb. Yeah, definitely. Understand the difference between who we're talking about here, the traveling circus show and the other people. There are some really, really worthwhile coaches out there who can help you. I mean, that, that's why I pay for them, right? Because business coaches are, are important because they flatten the curve and it's worth paying those people. Just do some due Definitely. diligence first, right? Yeah. Just, just don't get caught up in the hype. Just do some due diligence first so that you know you're getting someone who actually can help you do what you want to do. And then understand, as Angela is saying, respect the curve. Like just know that there is a learning curve and that you're going to have some time to, to figure this stuff out. Even if you have a coach, there's still a learning curve. They're, they'll help you flatten the curve out, but there's still going to be a, a curve, right? Right. Um, and, you know, while we're on that, uh, that's all about leveraging. If you go in this uh, trying to learn how to be a successful investor or flipper or whatever, completely on your own, no idea what you're doing, you're going to have a lot of trial and error and more error and, and effort. Um, so leveraging your time and leveraging, you know, using your time wisely um, and, and, and your money, whatever resources you have, um, that's a great way to do that, to amplify the force that you have, um, rather than just trying to, I mean, it, you know, you, you could shorten the time from, you know, five years to learn a new business down to, you know, two, I'm not well, saying I you're going to learn it in a couple months, but I love it. So many people, Angela, they're, they're out there and they, and they step over dollar bills to pick up nickels yes. and, and wonder why it is they can't ever get ahead. The reality is we, we talked about this before with property management, people are like, well, I'm not paying 10% to a property manager. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and then I laugh because they're spending, you know, 10, 20 hours a week fixing toilets and taking phone calls in the middle of the night and all kinds of other crap. 10% of the rent is a lot of money. You've got to be kidding me. You so got to value your time more than that. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. understand what your time is worth. Understand um, what other people's time is worth. Um, you can't beat a man at his own game. So if it's not your game and it's not your lane, then go find whoever's game or lane it is and hire them or partner with them. That's what, that's what Angela's saying. Leverage it, not only leverage money, but leverage time, leverage talents, leverage your own strengths. Yep. And your, and your partner's strengths and your team members' strengths. Um, and, And you know, that's the best way to, amplify all of your power and to get where you want to go as quickly as possible. Well, and I love it. People hire folks, right? They just hire people to fill seats. How much better would it be to figure out what leverage point you need that seat to fill and then hire someone who has the talent base to be able to do that and understands how to leverage their own time and talents. And it's like a multiplier effect when you can actually do that. You can, you can help other people grow. And at the same time, you can utilize their talents um, and they can utilize their talents to, to leverage more money for them, more time for their family, more everything, right? Then everybody gets to use the leverage from the whole team. Yes, exactly. Thanks, Ron, for wrapping that up. So, um, so our whole point with all this um, is to, you know, use your brain when looking at all the advice out there, not to be, you know, insulting to anyone, but uh, you can't just trust people on TV or in the, you know, on social media or that you see in the mail. Um, You got to actually think about, you know, uh, what they're saying and what works the best for your situation and then focus on 
the area that you want to be successful in. So nothing wrong with being a life coach or a business coach, but the person who just graduated from the self-help book about how to be a life coach or a business coach is probably not who uh, you're after no. saying. How about somebody who's done it, you know? Yeah, you Maybe. might want to go and pay a little more money, uh, do a little more due diligence, try to find someone who's actually doing it and has been doing it and doing it successfully in a provable way so that it's not just some really cool, fancy website that is backed up by some new guy that, or gal that just graduated from an online course about how to be a life coach. Just, I mean, yep. maybe yeah. you want that person. I don't know, because you want to help them. Sometimes when I'm in the grocery store and there's a new person that has trainee, I feel good about bringing the fruit through there that they've never heard of so that they can look it up and learn it, right? And wow, that's look a, at you doing charity at I your grocery store. I get involved in the training of that individual <laughs> and I feel good about it. Uh, I just don't want that kind of a thing for my business coach. That's all I'm saying. No. And maybe you do. Maybe you really enjoy the new trainee and you want to help them grow and let them practice on your business. And then God bless you if you do, but I don't. Okay, but I would say if, you're, if your resources are limited, invest in yourself, not in the beginner coach, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, right? I, th yes. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think it, in fun. our own unique way, we're saying the same thing. Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah. So in the event that there are new listeners and you haven't figured out that nearly everything I say is sarcastic, um, you should probably figure that out now. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, make sure you check us out on getrealestatesuccess.com uh, and on Facebook. It's under Get Real Podcast. And please leave us any feedback or comments you have, um, as well as, like we said at the beginning, any other advice you've heard out there that you want, uh, want our opinion on. Um, or if you want us to do a show on hard money, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Ron. Yep. See you guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.